Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It's the end of September. Um, fall is here. It's chilly. We got our fall clothes on. I got my jacket on. I'm feeling good. My name is Mitch. Uh, we've got, of course, Gab here again. Hey, right on. We've got Aldo. Hey, guys. How's it going? We've got a very special guest here as well. Uh, we're very excited to have him in. Uh, we've got Mr. Ian Troop. How's it going, Ian? It's going great. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Competitive fly angler. Competitive fly angler. All-star banker. Banker by day. Oof. Yeah. Yes, excellent. It's so good. No, thanks so much for coming on the show. We want to talk a lot about, uh, talk all about your fly fishing experiences, how you got into it. And um, also, I know you're a casting instructor. I am. So yeah. we definitely want to talk the a little bit about original, that. original, I think uh, FFF, they've changed the name, certified instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's a long way back. So, um, yeah, why don't we just start with a little bit about your background in fly fishing? How'd you get into the sport? Where are you from? How'd all that stuff uh, roll out? Okay. Yeah, so I'm originally from Toronto, but uh, I think my formative years would be in the Niagara region. So, uh, my dad likes to think he was the first commuter, so he moved from downtown <laughs> Toronto to the Grimsby area. What's interesting in that area is a lot of farms, so we grew up on a fruit farm and a lot of irrigation ponds. So picture just ponds upon ponds filled with bass. So I grew up, I think I could fish before I could walk kind of deal. Uh, found an old fly rod in our basement. My dad used to fish for a little po- uh, sunfish and stuff like that. Started just fishing for bass, and it went from there. So... Uh, first it was, you know, using all kinds of fishing and then it was, I want to catch only on a fly rod. And then, you know, we all have the progression, you know, I bought one of those starter kits, Mm. like really cheesy, you know, uh, one of those spongy handle deals all in one (laughs) with a sink line. Yes. Yeah. I still think I fished the grand river with that for about a year, like fiberglass, (laughs) full sink line, everything you need to fish the grand and uh, never caught a fish. (laughs) Yeah. That got me hooked, like, you know, quote unquote hooked on it. And it was, uh, it was nonstop from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you started with panfish? That was like the first sort of... Panfish and bass. Right? It was all about the bass, little poppers in the corner of a pond. So that's like, awesome. I think everybody in this room, except for Gab, <laughs> everybody's first fish on a fly rod was a non-trout. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Walleye. Pike. Brook trout. Bass, right, Ilma? Yep. Yeah. There oh, you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. So you're from originally from Toronto. 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 And then you went to Southwestern Ontario that's is right. where you're located now. That's right. And then uh, in between there, I moved to BC and back. So I spent some time on Vancouver Island. So. You were guiding out there, right? I was, well, you know, more instructing in that, you know, guiding on the side. But there they have a real, like, you have to be a certified guide out there. So mm. more on, off on the side, but doing a lot of fishing and exploring out there more than anything. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, Jesus, I bet the fishing out there, like, oh it's my not God. bad. Yeah. yeah Actually, like, it, I think Vancouver Island's a little underrated. Like, everybody hears about, you know, the, the mainland rivers for yeah. steelhead, and then, you know, could fish steelhead year round on Vancouver Island. I yeah. think the Cowichan River's probably one of the best rivers I've ever fished. And what's interesting about that river, it has brown trout. And oh, that's the, cool. Like, not rare for us here mm-hmm. on the east side, but out west. Uh, and I mean mutant-sized brown trout. So you fish <laughs> rainbows wow. and browns. And it is not uncommon to pick 50 to 100 fish up over Jeez. 18 inches in a day. What? Yeah. 50 to 100? Yeah. That's insane. Are we oh going to cat? <laughs> go and you can fish <laughs> in February. Like hatches in February. It's just really weird. Whoa, hatches in February. That is yeah, so yeah, weird. So mayfly hatches coming off. And, what? Know, yeah. well, I guess I guess the weather there is pretty temperate. It's temperate, right? Yeah. So it's different, right? So. I guess that's true. Like, I mean, every time you hear about BC, you, you know, you hear about these amazing rivers, you know, yeah. the Skeena, yep. the Kispiox. Uh Nobody ever really, I mean, aside from the inshore fishing, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen anything about Vancouver. No, Island. they actually say it's not that good comparatively. So it's <laughs> just depends what you're looking for. Right. right. It doesn't compare to those famous steelhead rivers for that. But 
I mean, there's Campbell River and that are pretty famous too. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's a little underrepresented. So if you're ever out there, it's worth it. Sweet. How many years were you out there? I was out there for about three years. Mm. So nice. and I'll be going out there again sometime. Uh, yeah. As soon as the snow yeah. hits too, I usually want to head back, especially because you fish in February. I think it's a nice little fishing trip. People forget. Oh, yeah, okay. like I would never that's, think. That's I would a never. Great March idea. there, no? it's fishing pretty good if you can fish high water, which we we do. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. It's not bad. I would never think to go February. Yeah. And the summer's yeah. the worst there, right? So it's again, yeah. Sort of what we think. Yeah, so. it's so dry. I guess. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's it's really it gets low, and you got to leave it alone. It's crazy. Yeah. Wild fish. It's good. Yeah. So you're an instructor. Yep. You guide. Yep. But you're also a competitive angler. I am a competitive angler for quite a long time. Yeah, so. I saw some gold titles. How long, how long uh, have you been uh, competi- doing competition for? I've been doing comp like a long time now, over 10 years at least. Um, so oh. it's interesting, I guess. So, so, I mean, how we got into guiding, you didn't ask me a question, <coughs> but I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> How'd so you get into guiding? Yeah, great. It's a fantastic <laughs> question. Thanks for asking. Yeah, of course. So, uh, <laughs> that's what we're all about. So uh, how I got into guiding... Uh, which was, was a fellow by the name of Ian Colin James. Oh, who, yeah, Ian uh, Colin James. He was a pretty famous guide out here as a uh, you know, uh, world-class fly tire. Uh, actually moved to London, Ontario by fluke. He lived there uh, and uh, you know, kind of found his website and things on those lines and uh, was lucky enough to move from instruction to really guiding mentorship. So it's taking someone who I think he was the first guide in southwestern Ontario. He had about 30 years experience Mm. uh, to really kind of step you through the do's and don'ts. And I think he really gave me the right foundation of, uh, there's a lot of wannabe guides, what I would say, and I think we all see them, uh, Mm -hmm. which would be, you know, be an expert first and, you know, what your Mm -hmm. clients do that and and move in that direction. And that's actually how we got into competition fishing. So it was a bit of a leading uh, question. So um, he had been hired, uh, they had a, the nationals, oh, it must've been a long time ago on the, the first time they had it on the Grand River. Um, of course, guides a lot of times get booked for supporting some of the teams. I had been peripheral view of uh, competition fly fishing. He had been hired to uh, for one of the top teams, and he had this dream of putting together an all-women's team to compete in it. So I was like, can you manage it? Can you run it? Can you guide them? So I actually became the coach of the first and only all-women's team to ever fish in a Canadian National Fly Fishing Championship. And That's they, awesome. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because cool. they were a lot of newbies. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked out well because one of the competitors became my wife. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. Actually, it's funny. Yeah. The Toronto Star picked up big article on it back yeah. in the day. It was very interesting. Um, wow. But But – you know, running a team, managing a team, and, and not knowing anything allowed me just to run around, watch a lot of the competition, watch the anglers, mm-hmm. uh, and it looked pretty fun. So then I ended up going to the next competition, and I think the rest would be history. So I fished, I don't know, 10-plus nationals and a bunch of international competitions. Wow. I've been on Team Canada for quite a while. Sick. Oh, that's crazy. So you've gotten to, like, travel then a lot, too, and doing All those over. championships. Yeah, like from, I mean, we had a south uh, south of England, Devon, who has just, just got back from Northern Ireland. Uh, oh, that's and awesome. so fishing the Commonwealths and hoping to hit the Worlds next year in Tasmania. 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 What? Yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah, badass. Yeah, right. yeah. There's yeah. things that want to kill. You're on the menu there, too, yeah. so it's a little <laughs> ironic. <laughs> yeah. I know it's extreme. It's awesome. Um, what's your favorite, like, where's the best, like, what's your best memory of uh, one of your championships? Like, where's the best place? I think that, well, I think the best memory is probably from Mont Tremblant just because we, we won the gold medal in the Commonwealth Championships. It was the first ever uh, international medal by any team, uh, Team Canada, uh, and we won by the largest margin in the history of the Commonwealth Championship. Mm-hmm. So just the camaraderie of a team and achieving that was mm-hmm. really, in really... In home water. 
Home Joe water, defending Canada. Canada it was know? really, really good. And then my second might be, like it sounds like we're really competitive, but mm. ju- we were lucky enough to win the silver medal just recently in Ireland. And that's a little bit of link to the first one. You know, you're not on your home water. Uh, you know, he doesn't get as viewed as a fluke. So mm-hmm. again, same team, same camaraderie. And the fact that we were able to, you know, essentially back up our performance felt was, was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it actually isn't the individual result. It's, you know, working together as a team and mm-hmm. kind of figuring it out. It's a different aspect than some people think. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. Like, congratulations on that well, recent silver. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Silver, that's awesome. It's really how many, good. How many people is there in the team? Mm-hmm. So you have five competitors, usually one alternate that okay. you can rotate in and out. Uh, and we're lucky enough to have a manager and a coach and both are phenomenal. Oh, cool. So, uh, and this year we're very lucky, uh, a fellow by the name of David RK, uh, because the Commonwealth, he's, I think he's two, at least two time world champion individually. The Spain, he's from Spain. Spain just won the world championships last mm-hmm. two days ago. Uh, so he's, I guess he's like a three or four time world champion. Um, he was there coaching us on the rivers and some of the bank sessions. So just to see somebody of that caliber, mm-hmm. uh, and having, you know, we're still, I think, downloading some of the information we picked up from him. So that was a really, uh, a treat we would say on that. Yeah, seriously. How do you guys go about, I don't know anything about competitive angling, really. The only experience I have of it is like years ago, I knew someone that was on the team. I think when the team went to, when the nationals were, or the championships were in Czech Republic or something like that. Yeah. This is a while ago. Okay. But how do you go, like, how does Team Canada go about picking the people that are on the team? Like, how is that process? In the lottery with those balls that just come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so put, write your name on a ping pong ball, throw it in there. Yeah. Um, we're trying it's to evolve. It's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm that guy. I think they're trying to evolve it, right, mm. to be honest. So um, they've done a very good job of building a national points ranking system. So if you're a member of Fly Fishing Canada, I think it's 30, 40 bucks. You end up, I think it's called the NPR, National Points yeah. Ranking System. So it's made up of there's local competitions and you have more nationals are weighted different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't go through the whole point system, but there's a national ranking system. Right. Uh, and then a little bit becomes of your fishing resume. So they can get a sense of who's active in competitions, who's fishing, and then who's got international experience and who wants to, like if some people, and also sometimes it's timing and location, to be very honest, sometimes it's in locations that aren't as attractive to some others. So it depends on who applies. But at the end of the day, they go for pr- some pretty deep experience because there's mm-hmm. competitions, like there's ones, Oceanic would be if New Zealand, Australia, some people want to go to that. There's worlds, there's all yeah. kinds of them. But, but that's essentially what it is. Man, I, I like, honestly, like, I love I love the world of fly fishing for, for, for this reason, too. It's like, I'll explain, like, people, like, friends, coworkers, and stuff like that about fly fishing once in a while here. They'll see something, and I talk to them about it, and they're always like, there's a that in fly fishing, there's a that, and it's like there's always, like, like there's this championship yeah. where there's, like, national ranks of people yeah. and the fish fly fishing resumes and things, like, it's such a deep sport. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's interesting because it's like, for, you know, so it's not for everybody. Uh-huh. And, I, yeah, yeah. and I get it. Like some people, fly fishing is, you know, they just want the solitude. They want to do something right. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. But I think what some people are negative on competition fishing, I think what they miss is the, com- it's the same thing. It's a camaraderie. Sure, yeah. It's yeah. you meet great people. If I said the best thing of any internet is just the network you get and what yeah. you learn that makes your pleasure fishing. It makes me a better fishing guide, first of all. Right. Uh, but you just have more fun and you learn, uh, you know, people figure out, so, you know, what's what, it's like the tinkering sport of all time. Uh, True. Uh, the thinking person's game and mm-hmm. amazing what some people uh, evolve. It's the evolution, which is always interesting to me. Absolutely, man. Well, that's the thing. It's like kind of like also in food, like, you know, fine dining might not be for everybody, but there's some techniques that get developed in fine dining that kind of come down the, you know, come down into, you know, I would say middle to low brow food. 
not that that food isn't quality, but it's just like some techniques that are learned there get to make really good food. And it's like, I use, we all, I mean, Gab and I were fishing this morning on the credit and we're using, you know, Euro nymphing techniques that had we never like, you know, met Chris at Drift Outfitters or, or you or like, you know, these are techniques that like were yeah. developed over people competing with each other because you like you meet people from other countries you see how they're fishing and like it's a larger you know extrapolation of what we all do all the time like mitch fish is different than i fish gav fish is different we've all had different fishing histories right and it's like Mm -hmm. all those histories come together and they share ideas and and it's cool and you get to choose your own adventure yeah so yeah Yeah. like what do you want how do you like some people just want to fish a certain way because it's fun for them and people want to rack up numbers other people want to Hunt unicorns, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a, like today was hunting unicorns on the Credit <laughs> River, right. and, we're yeah. like, and then uh, oh throwing chickens at them, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, just like real unicorns, it, it, they were not seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are magical. Right? They are magical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, um, what is, like, in terms of, like, just, I know we're digging a lot on this championship stuff. I'm just so Go curious about, like, what would you say, like, makes a good team? Because you were just saying, like, so, all the different ways people fish. Yeah, so it's it's like any other. So, A, co- team camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, a group of individuals, even if they're better individually, won't be as good as a team that actually gets along. Uh, it's a couple, of, you got to remember, you're, you're spending, like, two, three weeks in a, like a room like the size of this, uh, tying flies and really working together. So again, right. it's a lot of data, right? So it's yeah. how, how can you gather data on the pre-fishing and so and are you going to share? Do people people contribute? Uh, and then the second piece would be the mental aspect. Like I think everybody's going to get to a level where your techniques and capabilities are pretty good, or or level. Can you just stay calm and relaxed and and fish for the team, not yourself? Because you're going to run into situations where individually your score might stink or your individual result might be down the tubes, but you're fishing now for the betterment of the team. So right. Right. the mm-hmm. team dynamic, we would all say what, why our team's done well, the one we, the last couple is we just get along, we have fun and we, uh, there's no egos. Right? Yeah. I mean, we know Colin, uh, who's your teammate, Huff, Colin, yeah, Colin yeah. Huff. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. Angler, he's, right? he's, he's a phenomenal angler and he's just a pretty down earth rad yep. dude. Like we did our little fly tying night at, the bre- left field brewery the other week and you know he was there just hanging out yeah, yeah. Just, just came yeah. on yeah he's just a really chilled yeah. chilled dude a super nice guy yeah, yeah. and we know in, in the calibers you know he's going to figure something out mm-hmm. he's going to let you know like you know in, in Ireland he had a session on a lake that was fishing really really tough he figured something out that the session before you know I got the memo do this so there's that trust factor so my game plan out the window Right. Do what Colin said to do, and yeah. ended up second in the session. Right, sweet, so, so cool. And I, and I nice. beat the Northern Ireland guy in the boat, which was fun. <laughs> just in its own, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat the locals. Yeah, always yeah. Good. yeah, he was squirming a little bit, but he was good <laughs> angler. He did very well, but yeah, that one true. was a little frustrating, and that was all Colin. But it was again the trust factor and the fact that uh, mm-hmm. we we I think that would be the how are um how are they scored? Like, how do you is it? So it's a year. There's it's international like it's called Fips Mouche, which in French means something, but international. <laughs> there's Poisson Sportif probably in there yeah. somewhere, uh, and Federation uh, yeah. International probably. Yeah. There you go. Um, but it's Poisson? been around. Yeah, there's, yeah, Fish International Sportif Federation or something like that. That sounds uh, great. That sounds right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's been around since the '80s, but they're in it, like very much like the Olympics. Inter- international rules. Mm-hmm. The rules would really be team of five. We would be separated into groups A through E. Um, you would be representing 
say Canada in Group A and I'd be B, C, uh, and all the teams would have an individual representation. You're really trying to win your group. And the reason we be all know as anglers, it's a three-day competition. Conditions will change, but everybody in your group's fish in the same uh, conditions. Yeah. Two sessions per day, three hours <coughs> each, five in total. Wow. Um, so it could be river, lake, bank, something like that. And huh. uh, it's cumulative length. So essentially, if I catch three small fish and they measure more than your big one. fish, okay. I, I win. And, mm. and then the real big one is blanking, it's like catching none, uh, which becomes quite frequent at the end. And if there's 20 people in your group, you catch one fish, everybody else gets zero. You get a first, they get a 20th. Oh, right? And okay. then it's the, the, sh- the least amount of placing points. So if Oh, kind of like, so like golf? Like golf. So oh. the best you could possibly do is get first in each session, get a five. Like five would be the best possible score, which means you oh, won every okay. session. Hmm. And then do the same thing for the cumulative team results. And then there's things called fish points for tiebreakers, and it's a rabbit hole. But that's essentially it. Catch more fish than everybody else, and you probably do all right. <laughs> but we tend to target smaller Just fish, not big fish, which I think is... For numbers? For numbers. Right. Oh, because they're easier oh, to land? Okay. Yeah. Like if you went to the credit and I said, let's have a competition like that, you're probably going to find some riffles with a lot of small fish. You can just rack up numbers versus mm-hmm. hunting around for some big fish. Like today. Like today. Today yeah. we would have done very well. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. not. You know? I think <laughs> we might have won. We might I think have won. We, I think we banked 10 one-inch fish. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who got the rainbow? Uh, I got a few rainbows. Chris got Chris, we, like a nice we, rainbow. We ran into Chris from Church Outfitters. Yeah, uh, and uh, he got a nice little rainbow yeah. today. Actually, I got a little, little salmon and then a couple of browns. Those colors on that rainbow. I saw the picture of you guys flip flip through. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It, yeah. It's oh. good seeing. You know, it's funny. Like beginning of the season. Sorry to, to and I digress. But uh, beginning of the season, there was a lot of big fish, which of course was awesome. But it was mm-hmm. kind of weird not seeing any small fish. We we're like, oh. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's encouraging seeing those little one inches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They move around with the water temp too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. 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 So, Ian, that's cool. Uh, you just got back from Northern Ireland. I did. The boys yeah. play second. Yep. Um, that's great. Uh, where do you, what about your fishing life? Where do you like, where do you, where do you like fishing the most right now? Uh, just you, like, what do you mean right, it's, right now? It's, how, sept- how? it's September. The leaves are changing. Your mind's yeah, like I'm a steelhead. Su- yeah, sword. it's all steelhead for sure. When I met you, it was last spring for the yeah. first time on your drift boat, yeah. which was awesome. We had an awesome day. Oh, you got a drift uh, boat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were on the mainland. That was my first time fishing the mainland. And we had a rad day. Like, yeah. Rob boated this awesome fish. Chris you, boated a fish. I hooked, hooked one and nice lost. One. <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> almost boated it. And almost boated it. It was a great day. We yeah, all we all fun. hooked. And it was tough fish. conditions, like low, clear water. Low, and, clear yeah. water, brilliant sunshine. Yeah. Uh, was awesome. You made chili. It was just like yeah. an awesome day. You made on the chili? Water. I made yeah. chili. Yeah. Nice. nice. How did you make the chili? Like on a fire? Yeah. A little, a little uh, portable stove. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. My wife makes it from scratch. Pretty good. Get out oh, of town. It was and I so think good. Rob uh, from Drift had one of the coolest takes I've ever seen on a steelhead. Yeah. yeah? It actually was well, what's amazing. The, what happened? So on the mate, like, so I would actually, like, the Maitland and the Saugeen are kind of my two favorite rivers okay, to fish. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Nothing against the lower or middle grand. I just like, uh, the Maitland's got a really interesting just character to it. It's really, can be really tough. It's really clear. Um, and it's got a really interesting geology. So if you haven't fished it, it's got just... Uh, it's hard to describe, but these little grooves and really pitted kind of look where it's got little shadow and little. Mm-hmm. We were on the main. Remember, we were on the mainland with Jeff Parks fishing bass, and it was super low water. Remember when all those like sh- those like shelves and grooves? Yeah, or whatever? yeah. We, we just walk. We just walk pool 
two other pools. Like riffles were were way too low and yeah, it's yeah, cool. middle yeah, of the summer it was. But July, like remember, right? remember, like, like you remember all like the the river bottom they were oh, saying yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. it was. Uh, we we're drifting uh, just actually between areas where more uh, you know anchor the boat and probably swings of flies and nymph. Uh, but we're going through some of those shelved areas and uh, we're actually talking to Rob, going, you know, you can cast and strip across those because the steelhead will hit. They'll sit right in the shadows. Yeah, and you won't see them. And sure enough, he casts his streamer across, but he stripped it like he's in Montana. You see the steelhead materialize, and we saw it drift back in the current, then accelerate and just like oh, slam the dude, water. it was crazy. What you guys saw cool. the thing? We yeah. saw it like drift out into the shadow and then accelerate and smoke it. Yeah, it was that's like, sick. <laughs> it was yeah. like a, yeah, it was a it was a total like, resident trout. Oh, that's streamer cool. smash. Oh yeah, yeah it was yeah. cool. Yeah. And it was big fish, right? So it was fun. Yeah, right? it was cool. I've never seen a steelhead do that before. <laughs> that's so really you awesome. like you don't usually see it, right? It was close enough that we could actually see. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exciting. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. And so you guys, so you're basically like you're drifting these rivers, you're making chili, you're yeah. catching amazing steelhead. That sounds friggin' awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic, right? So uh, and again, it's what people want. So I'm big on the education. What are you, what are yeah. you hoping to get out of it? Uh, hopefully you learn learn something along the way and, and tailor it to what people want to do, right? I think it's not everybody cares that much about catching every fish in the river. They want to jo- enjoy the scenery and stuff like that. So you pace it the way they want. So yeah. people are hardcore and they just want to yeah. slam fish all day. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, but it, you never know. You still had to just flip a coin, right? It's true. Yeah. 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 It's very much driven by the conditions. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little tougher for sure. I haven't yeah. seen one for a long time. I'm kind of dying to Maybe to this hold, year, man. Hold this, They're coming. Uh, steelhead. They're coming. Hop in yeah. the drift boat. We'll go down. We'll find a couple. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll hold you on, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. on that. So that's where you do all your guiding then? Mainly, yeah. And I do a lot of walking weights on the Grand, uh, Upper mm. Grand, uh, when during the season. So, I mean, that's where I learned to guide and mm-hmm. I cut my teeth there for sure. But I uh, enjoy yeah. teaching. And I'm uh, pro staff up at that place called the Franklin Club. So I do a yep. lot of still water instruction up there. Is that is that how you met um, Ian Colin James? At the Franklin Club? Yeah. Uh, no, he actually, no, that was at London just by fluke. Uh, oh. He happened to be there. And uh, and then he actually, he was, the, and then got me into the Franklin Club, to be honest. He yeah. was uh, pro staff up there and then brought me up there and mm-hmm. and off we went. So, and then that's really where you can teach lake techniques and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. something called lock style, like drifting from, a, a fishing from a drifting boat, which is a really old way of fishing, but uh, it's good. With a drogue. With a drogue if you need it. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It's a drogue. A drogue is like a parachute that goes behind the oh, boat and yeah. slows it down. So think of it, you fish in front of it. So as it drifts, you're casting in front of the boat. Right, right, right. Which is actually a really fish face into the wind, right? So mm-hmm. if you're, um, you could take like a moving dock, you know, it's the Scottish figured that out like 200 years ago. They used to put a oh, chain true. underneath the boat, but uh, you just move slowly, stay seated. The fish don't see you. They see your flies first. Mm-hmm. It's by far the most productive way to fish a lake. Like yeah, you know, yeah. these guys anchoring in BC with their slip bobbers is not the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that, BC? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> BC. Right. Sorry, bro. My apologies. Shout out to Brian Chan. Uh, Take notes, with Brian. With a it underneath a uh, slip bobber. It still works. Uh, there's just uh, different ways to do it. Like, you, you know, think about it if you cover water. Yeah. Like, it's like standing in the same spot in a river for the whole day, or do you cover the It makes river? sense for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, I've seen those like wind, yeah, like those wind sock things before. Too, I guess that's yeah, yeah. same idea. Those, same idea, right? And then, just, you know, you can adjust the size of them because mm-hmm. it'll slow the boat more. And then a lot of the, in the, you know, in England and that where they do, they have these deep hauled boats that sit nice and low. So oh. you can be on a pretty big wave and yeah. fishing relatively comfortably. Oh, oh cool. cool, man. I wish I knew that. Uh, Mitch and I used to fish uh, this place called the Bing Retreat. Have you ever heard of the Bing? No. Uh, yeah, it's just pretty like awesome stock, like near Westport. Yeah. Stocked with a lot of, of, rain, of rainbows and stuff. And we always did like, I always boated like one or two fish and they were always awesome. They were always like, you know, 20 yeah. inch type fish. 
but man it would have been nice to have it would have been yeah. nice to have the, it's like a horseshoe yeah. and you kind of just so go small. with the wind and, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know but man those rainbows yeah i know yeah yeah, yeah. you'd kill so uh what was it like then because so you 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 learned from ian colin james too yep. and, and all that stuff. what was it like what was he like as an angler what was it like working with learning from him so and like yeah like he kind of looked like shrek like big scottish <laughs> yeah. guy so picture just talking to shrek like learning <laughs> yeah. from shrek would be like, that sounds uh, amazing it, totally exactly yeah. exactly right yeah. so uh um, very much Scottish, right? Yeah. So he was to the point, this is the way you do it and do it. The, uh, and he was like, I would say, um, quite ahead of his time in the fact that everything I learned fundamentally mm-hmm. just applied to even the most modern techniques I do today. So I reflect back, go, yeah, that's essentially what he was doing. Uh, he was really, uh, probably one of the best casters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, and by far the best casting instructor I've ever seen. So I learned simply... You know, the, taking the most complex things and simplifying them, that was his genius of instruction, right? Yeah. So he could go as detailed as you want, but he would just say, you know, you know, he things like stop it high and watch it fly. And people would just, that would resonate with them. Yeah, right? that does, you know? yeah, like even just little things, like that's just, just like a signs of a great teacher, right? Yeah, and you really, and we would do education week for kids and go around. So it was pretty fun uh, going around and uh, teaching, you know, a hundred little kids. How to, and then, you know, he would teach the fly tying. I do the fly casting. Uh, again, you know, if you can teach a grade three kid how to cast, yeah. you, it, it applies across the board. But my favorite story on that would, you know, and he had a great sense of humor, like a really, really good sense of humor. So we're trying to find this school and it's rural, like it's out uh, in the middle of nowhere. So he, and he, like any fishing guide, a true fit, he had this beat up, like serial killer-esque van, right? <laughs> like all... <laughs> rusted out yeah. and so and he's he's a 300 pound he's a big six dude. foot three scottish guy mm-hmm. and he goes in there and he's buying buys a handful of candy <laughs> no gas um <laughs> because he like he, we were actually using it to say fish uh, have taste buds on their head and stuff like that they yeah just can't taste with their mouth mm-hmm. but uh and so he grabs a handful and he's like can you tell me which way to the elementary school <laughs> <laughs> and he hops in the van and I'm like, did you pay for any gas? No. What did you do? I just bought candy. Yeah. Uh, and then and I asked which way the elementary school. I'm like, what do you think? Like 20 minutes till we're both arrested? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just the whole way, just tears running down his face. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, la- he was, and, he, and he wanted That's to circle back when we didn't get arrested. Yeah. What was wrong with that gas station attendant? You yeah. Like I'm a high, I'm a high risk. You yeah. Call, so. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. He That's didn't take hilarious. it to, like he really... Made it fun, yeah. Uh, and he, I would say, he simplified it mm-hmm. uh, for Ooh. sure. He showed uh, you learned a lot. For, yeah, yeah, it's cool. You make the distinction between like a good fly caster and a good fly casting teacher. Yeah. Actually, speaking of John Girak, we were talking about him earlier, but I, I was I'm reading um, a flyer of your own right now, and then he talks about like you know you can be an amazing caster, but like not know shit about teaching it because right. it's a lot of it's just like ingrained in you like you we're slowly making these changes and getting better as we go yeah. and by the time someone asks us how to how they do it you're just like i don't even know it's just yeah. a part of yeah. so you speak of ian as being a great teacher and i think that's an amazing yeah. thing yeah i remember seeing him on rick mercer yeah yeah, yeah. up at the franklin club yeah was really good yeah and, it was uh, awesome and then he also taught me like how small of a fly you could use like yeah. i think he just had that buzzer they call them we call them buzzers in the uk but like midges chronomids mm. uh yep. you know he had nothing to throw on a size 20 22 on the like you know for me that seemed crazy yeah and the confidence i mean he would go for steelhead and just thump them at the mouth of the lake ontario with a size 14 or a size 18 little chronomid on there 
mm-hmm. on a Crazy. 20-foot, two-pound wow. leader. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and he would land them. He, yeah, you know, you just works. be, yeah, it would work. And then I get, okay, so, you know, it was clear water. You know, yeah. he, it would it would sink better with that. And he knew that when the t- conditions got cut tough, he really, his his background in lake fishing from Scotland was, mm-hmm. you know, would come through. But Which by is far. Like, it's such an interesting thing, lake fishing, because it's not, a really big thing like Southern Ontario people do, you know? No, we're not good at it compared to in the UK. And I think it's Mm -hmm. easier to go from lake fishing to river fishing. It's a lot harder to go from a river angler to a lake angler. Yeah. Why why, why would you say so? Um, I think, so I'm really understanding how much depth Mm, pays attention, you know, and, and, you know, and I think at first it's just feels, it's easy to read a river from a water perspective. For sure, for sure. I think lake, you get there, you don't, it's hard to visualize there's structure underneath (laughs) the water. Yeah. Uh, And I think once you get get over that, breaking it down into bite-sized chunks and then getting rid of that river hook set is really, really hard. Yeah. Right? Like we all like that. Bass Pro kind of hook set, which <laughs> you don't want to move that at all. And I think that was the hardest one for me to stop. So on stop a lake, lifting the rod. Mm-hmm. On a lake, you don't lift the rod. You don't just, lift the rod. You just pull. Just because set. if you think about it, if you pull the rod, you pull the fly away. A mm-hmm. fish might just be nipping behind. If you pull it, just try yeah. to tighten the line mm-hmm. um, and just keep going until it locks up. Yeah, it's yeah, the okay. hardest thing to do. You, know, just, you literally can just keep going until the fish starts jumping around, then set the hook. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess some of that is about the fish losing its opportunity, right? Like like you say, they're nipping at it. So if you're taking the fly away, eventually they're going to... They're going to just cream it, right? Yeah. So, uh, But if you do one of those big throw the rod, it just, it's gone. It's gone. Right? Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're gone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. long gone, yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So don't trout set on lake. Nope. Just keep the Bigger rod low and keep going. Big river set. No river set. I guess it's true because you show up to a lake and you're like, I mean, like, it's one thing to, you know, like, try and read a new bass lake. You're like, okay, let's find the lily pads or whatever, you know. But a trout lake. But a trout lake, you're like, uh. (laughs) Like a big retreat. You're just like. Yeah, you don't really know know what to do. (laughs) In in Tamagami, two weeks ago, we were on the lake and I was like, I I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas a river, you could go, yeah, they're probably fish over there. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly a, what happened. It's we a good like, <laughs> On the river the next day, we're like, they're probably there. And they were there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's cool to think about. Like, what, like, if you come to a lake, let's say a new lake, like, what, how do you assess what you're going to do? Because I think we all have an idea of what we would do at a river, but it's like. Do I get a topographical map or not? No. Oh, okay. No topo so, map. Uh, topographical map would help um, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I, I look at the banks. Um, so a lot of people don't pay attention to the structure on the bank. It carries into the water. Mm-hmm. So if it's a steep bank, it's going to be deeper. If it's shallow, it's shallow. So yeah. can that's, that's kind of what you inferred. Like we were in, um, uh, we were at Elk Lake uh, earlier this year. Uh, we fished a, a smaller, a little river for Splake. And that's kind of what Mitch inferred. Yeah. He was like, yeah. he just followed the, he's like, you know, we were starting to hit fish off of yeah. any rock. Yeah, face. the rock wall. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like well, the it. reason you asked topo map is because you can look for those drop offs, right? Yeah. Well, and also like, so what time of year is it? Mm-hmm. So water temperature will dictate where mm-hmm. the fish are the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so where are they in the water column? I'd be interested in. So if it's, um, you know, if the water temperature is in like fifty-five degrees, kind of throughout the lake, they could be any depth. Mm-hmm. But if it's the summer, middle of summer, they're probably at some thermocline thirty yeah. feet down or something like that. So I'm going to try to find the deepest spot. If it was spring probably right up in the bays where it's the water's going to warm up mm-hmm. more. So stuff like that would factor mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then which way is the wind been blowing? If there's air, like, because it's going to blow bait, it's going to blow food. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be, depending if it's cold and they don't, they'll be top of the wind to stay out of the cold water. If it's w- summer, mm-hmm. they'll probably be downwind waiting for all that food to be washing all that oxygen. So mm-hmm. that's a couple things. Out. Right, 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 right. 
And I guess it depends on the fish species as well, obviously, right? For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, assume a trout, but if it's a warm water, I'm going to go to structure. Yeah. You know, yeah. All yeah, yeah beds, all day, rocks, or, things yeah, like that. Yeah, that kind of stuff. If it's a brook trout, I'd probably look for structure too, if mm-hmm. it's the water temperatures, right? But, mm-hmm. No, it's cool. Lake fishing is just like such an interesting thing. Super technical. So, it yeah. is. Three questions. Where are the fish? Yeah. That's where you're deciding. What depth are they at? And then what are they eating? Usually people do it the reverse order. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Eh? That's a good point. They go to what are they eating first. Yeah, who cares? They'll yeah. Eat, they'll eat any fly, pretty, like if you get the right depth. What do you, so what, so if you can't figure out what they're eating necessarily, let's say it's thermocline, like it's summer, you're fishing deep. What, yeah. what do you, what's a pattern you go to? Confidence patterns, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like it, like it sound like it depends on everything, but you know, though, give your if there's minnows in the water, like you know, any type of zonk or minnow pattern, anything like that's probably going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if there's a lake that has midges or chronomids, they see those all year, mm-hmm. every day, a lot of confidence, and that's where I learned that for me and James. Those, those kind of buzzer chronomid patterns for rainbows and stuff mm-hmm. work really, really well. Right. Um, but we will we'll use a lot of silly things like from competition physics, like flies called blobs and yeah, boobies, blobs. right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of that it would just be, I would probably take different colors and different sizes. But if it's a dark day, probably black and chartreuse. You know, if it's yep. bright day, probably going to use more of my whites and stuff like that and oranges. Mm-hmm. I, I always see boobies and blobs like really colorful. Do you yeah. use like a darker one as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, the, yeah. the the originals of those are like from something called stocky bashing. Comes mm-hmm. like, like the darker side of competitions, right? So stocky bashing. What's so, stocky bashing? Bashing some stockies. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so of course, the best. Yeah. So when you know, so in some, especially in competitions, or some ponds or trout uh, areas, they'll stock fresh fish. A lot of competitions, mm-hmm. they'll do that because one lake they want to fish well. Uh, and the first one or two days is just like <laughs> fish mania. Uh, <laughs> so, and that comes out of the UK where they have a lot of, you know, you pay to fish and they have yeah. fisheries where they take, put and take fisheries. Right. Uh, and so like bright colors work really, really well and like ridiculously bright, like electric orange kind of colors mm. and stuff mm. like that. Um, they work really, really well um, for recently stocked fish. But I think what people forget, a lot of those bright flies, you got to look at how light diffuses in water, right? So wavelength red goes away first. And then you get your yellows and then your greens and your blues go all the way down. So something that's like bright isn't bright like five feet down Oh yeah, at yeah. all. Like everything turns gray. Um, so some of those bright colors, if you're fishing the f- top layers, stay with your oranges, you get deep black and then truly like chartreuse painted beads and stuff like that okay. uh, to get something to stand out. So I see a lot of people messing with like this shade of all of them. Like you do know like in four feet that just looks like every other fly there is so a lot of just don't judge it by what it looks like uh, mm, okay. light conditions make a big difference so. mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah is it news time gab uh no it's not i need to get ready for <laughs> open it up baby <laughs> so we do this segment called uh fly fishing news with gab he talks about a couple articles and then we sort of just spitball around i'm just gonna have to unlock it uh, here just give it to me just my thumb you, uh, you know what i have it on my phone Oh, okay. So, Do you? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, sweet, I've sweet, never, sweet. I've never done like competitive angling, and I've, like I said, I'm like so new to the idea of it. Right. It sounds really cool, though. Um, especially in the UK. Yeah. It's also like you feel like <sighs> just going back to the stillwater thing really quickly. Like we have so many stillwater trout opportunities. Like, mm-hmm. you, like think about Halliburton. Think about like where we grew up, Mitch. You know, Gatineau Park. Yeah, um, totally. You know, we didn't have trout streams really in Ottawa. You know it, but you know, well, that sucks to be you. <laughs> it's 
true. <laughs> yeah. And then we got here and we're like, oh, sick. Oh, sick. Trout, steelhead. We're like, what? But there are a lot of trout lakes. There's also and Lake like, Ontario. Yeah, there's that huge lake right, right <laughs> That's here. true. That has that yeah, huge yeah. body of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's like for me, I grew up like on a brook trout stream and then I used to slay he, on a regular basis. But it would be and then good, I come to, it's a good skill, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, but I come to Southern fishing. Ontario and then I don't catch any big browns because like I, I just... You gotta learn Don't how to do it right. right? You gotta like, learn how to do it yeah, properly. Yeah, I know. It, it took me a while like, a learning to figure curve. it out. So there's a really like I'm like, oh, I'm fish for trout all the time. I'll be fine. There's a total learning curve. Then you go to the upper credit and you're like, no, this this is this is not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I feel like still water fishing should be like I mean it's something I don't work on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need a boat and all this yeah. other stuff. But like, it's definitely something a skill that. Uh, you know, I definitely need to work on a little bit more, but like, yeah. yeah, but because we have so we have a lot of opportunity, and now I have a water master. There you you go. Th- don't you love those things? Oh, you I love, love those. Things. Oh, I love those. <laughs> things. Yeah. No, they get the they're like bumper boats coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I'm gonna sound like an old man. There was only a few drift boats going down the river. Now you got all. These, oh my god, uh, they're everywhere, and Tell all the spots it. that you could. Uh, they're very accessible. I mean, I get them. They're they're yeah. fantastic watercraft. It's just uh, I'm being very selfish. <laughs> You oh, heard me griping on the water master. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta gripe about something, right? Let me just see if this works here. Oh yeah. Totally works. We can actually hear that. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah Shitty yeah, news sound it. effect? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm just gonna All right, Gab, it's time for news. Sure. Yeah. It's all about the the Commonwealth. Oh, there's no time. way. Okay. Yeah. Commonwealth news. Okay, I'm gonna cue you no. in. Ready? <laughs> Not the Commonwealth here. Here we go. Commonwealth. Okay. Hey, hello. <laughs> this is <laughs> always such again. a disaster. No, just go. <laughs> just keep going. Okay. This is fly fishing sports. Fly fishing news with Gab. Oh, sports. sports. The sports edition. Yeah. It's oh. sports edition. We have Ian True. He's a competitor. Let's do. Let's do sports. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. And, cool. Uh, Talk sports. Let's talk about um, the last competition, the Commonwealth Fly Fishing Championship, where the Canadians won. Second place. Silver. Congrats. Yeah, so good. Um, Here. The, um, <laughs> so, Ian, you finished. You fin- fifth. It's loading. Eighth. It's loading. Gab's out. Colin finished yeah. fifth. Yeah. Yeah. You finished eighth. Yeah. Work. Was that a personal best, Ian? Uh, in international competition, it was. Yeah. Eighth? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever fished Scotland in, the, in any of these things? No, but I hear it's coming up. Okay, we're gonna talk about it. we're gonna talk about that. Okay, because Mitch is going to Scotland. Going yeah, to Scotland. Okay. Yeah, I want to <laughs> know. About I know Scotland. a lot of Scottish guys that are really good anglers, so I can give you some. Oh tips. my god, totally. Yeah. Some names. I, yep. can't, I can't read. Look. What the heck? <laughs> it wasn't like that before. <laughs> Why is it all blurry? Yeah, it's all blurry. I might hijack I, sports with Gab right now. Yeah. Sure. Sports fishing news sports with Gab featuring with Aldo. Aldo. Aldo with the sports section. Ian, who'd you say the MVP was? For your team, uh, actually, probably uh, like uh, the coaches, right? So I'd say John, a guy named John Bevan and Donald Tom. So um, the John Bevan, who was managing, like he was booking all the travel, everything like that, and then Donald Tom kept us where we needed to be. So I, I don't think any of us would say anything different that it was really those two that made it happen. Yeah, dueling MVPs. Dueling MVPs were the yeah. coaches. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And uh, who ended up winning the the home the home team won, right? The home team the won. Home Northern team Ireland won. was tough to beat. Uh, they Northern Ireland won. They won. Yeah. And they, I mean, we didn't have a lot of practice. We weren't allowed on a lot of the practice water. 
they live there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. had a little bit of information, but they fish really well. So they did yeah. a great job. Uh, we beat Scotland, which was good. Uh, oh, right on. Uh, and they were they got the bronze. So that's uh, a good team. What's oh, they next got third, for team? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Scotland came third. Yeah. They came third. Mm-hmm. What's next for Team course. Canada? Um, so we have the uh, the World Championships coming up in Tasmania. That's oh, a God, that's so cool. year from December. And then the Commonwealth right after that in New Zealand. So um, This December? Uh, next December. Oh, next so December, the okay. world, cha- we didn't send, the, there was a different team went to the world championships that just wrapped up in Italy yeah. uh, right. where Spain won in. Uh, that was in Trentino, correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And that's tough. Uh, it's tough fishing in there. Commonwealth yeah. of New Zealand. Yeah, so that'd be all right as well. Have you fished New Zealand before? I have not. Oh, it's going to be sick. I hear it's all right. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hear it's catching on. <laughs> never heard about fishing. In Apparently it's a thing. I don't it's know. a thing. Yeah, yeah a lot of walking, casting for one fish. But I, I, I hear where they're putting it. It's amazing, too. Like, we're oh, yeah. talking to some And it's, is it going to be, like, the New Zealand fishing? Like, you guys going to target, like, that one fish that you can see? Hopefully but, not. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it depends. You're saying it. like it's a game of number, it not depends. necessarily size. You get what you get, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I think the best story I've heard is uh, again from David Arquet, who fished uh, on the Spanish team, and they they won the the World Championships in Colorado, and he had a stretch of river that was like sometimes it's called a beat. Mm-hmm. You get a draw, so you think about it. You can get a really nice beat where you know all the fish are, and then mm-hmm. sometimes not so nice. Uh, thus, you do the best back to what I said fishing for the team mm-hmm. he got a stretch where everybody didn't catch a fish right mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. he was said it was no flow so picture that part of that frog water what we call it yeah. Yeah. Um, like so, on the grand or, yeah something yeah. like that so yeah. he knew a that you know the fish have to show themselves I got to just stand still um, there they rise to dry flies so I'll just stand here and wait um, he, he told me he stood and waited. So picture, it's a three-hour competition. They shoot the gun off, whatever you want to call it, blow the whistle. He stood there for 20 minutes, didn't move. Just standing there, holding a dry fly in his hand, right? That, that's, that's, that's what skills. makes a champion. That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So fish, fish rises, one cast lands it, yeah. and stands there and waits for another 15 minutes. He uh, said he made 11 casts, nine fish. Jesus. Jesus. And 11 casts in three hours. Like, so that is some serious. That's like hunting. Yeah. That's hunting. That's really. hunting. Yeah. yeah. Like because then it, everybody, your urge would be, I would have done it. Just, you got to run around and do something. Right? Yeah. 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 So like yeah exactly. It's a cool, like, lesson to take away. Oh, for sure. You know? Patience. I mean, we sometimes and forget confidence in your ability mm-hmm. and yeah. ability to execute. Uh, yeah, would be the other one, right? So, totally. Yeah, nine. I, we, I think we could all stand there and hold a dry fly, whether or not we were to caught. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. probably not. That's uh, no. it, using dry fly for fly fishing competitions. Probably not very common, right? Like, oh no, really common. Are, is it? Is oh, yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought like you guys are all and like, on lakes n- too. Thing and stuff. No, on like oh, okay. in the last session in Ireland, uh, it was all about dry flies. Oh, yeah? off the boat. Yeah. Oh really? Very cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So here's the ranking All right. for the Commonwealth competition. Mm-hmm. First place, Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Homeboy. Yeah. And we just Second, talked about that. So. Canada White. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying all. This is the official. <laughs> oh, the official. The official, the official one. The official fly <laughs> machines again. Not yeah, what I, I told you. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you might be. It's fly fishing news again. Three, Scotland. In the fourth place, South Africa. Ooh, Fifth, Canada Red. Mm-hmm. England for sixth place. Seventh place, Australia. Eight, Isle of Man. Nine, Wales. Ooh. Ten, Australia. Yeah, they said two the green one. Yeah. Eleventh uh, nice. place, South Africa, ladies. Yeah. Ooh. That's Ooh. awesome. Nice. Uh, Twelve, New Zealand men. Thirteen, England ladies. Fourteen, Scotland ladies. 
How many places? 15, are there? 16, <laughs> 16, 16, oh. 16. 16 teams, about 80 people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Channel Island. Never yeah. heard of that one. Yeah. Is that another island in the in so uh, place is called the like Jersey? Islands? Like, yeah, right off the south of France. Okay. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Looks and like a nice uh, place to live. Another yeah. island, ladies. Yeah. Dead last. Yeah. 16 huh. place. There you, go. there you go. 16 teams. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 80 people. Is it always 16 teams? Uh, pretty much. Oh, so for the Commonwealth, uh, yeah. 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 So I think we're like you see Australia, Canada, where we have opportunities for, like to move to having a women's team. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to move to a co-ed, at least one co-ed team, because it is a bit of an advantage, I would say, that we get we get to say send two teams if you want. You yeah, know, every country uh, has the opportunity to do it if they right. want. But yeah. I think it's better to have a. So the two teams, how it works? Is it um, like it's not like Eastern Canada, Western Canada? It's like you guys are all together, or and Canada. then you guys separate into like there. Or? No, like you mean how we do the the red and the white? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So we, when we won the gold medal in Montremblant, we decided to let that team defend the medal. So okay. then they did a selection process for the second team, which I thought was a great way to do. Oh, it. that's cool. And those guys did fantastic. Really, they fished really, really well. A yeah. lot of them was their first international competition. Oh, and yeah? they, they did really, really well. And I think what worked really well, again, back to no egos, we shared information between our two teams right. where uh, there's been other t teams where they compete against each other and you kind of both lose when you do that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had fun. They did well, really well. <laughs> that's, that's a really good result. Collaboration mm -hmm. works better. Yeah, for sure. Teamwork, yeah. baby. Yeah. Gab, that was probably your most successful uh, fly fishing news with Gab ever. <laughs> that was good. That yeah. was really good. I that was good. It. It, was, yeah. it was the one. Yeah. Thank, thanks to so Aldo for picking up for me. Hold on. Uh, I had technical issues. I'll sign you out. <laughs> blurry, your stats blurry guy, phone. Your stats guy was dropping the, dropping the ball. I'm signing yeah. you out. Yeah, my... All right, this is this was a fly fishing news with Gab. Thanks to Aldo for filling up for the my mistakes. <laughs> the sports edition. <laughs> the sports edition. Nice. That was good. This it by the way always goes like that. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it goes way worse. <laughs> but yeah, because usually I'm doing it, not Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But it, what we got one really good point out of this, and it's been a recurring theme in this is Scotland. Mitch, mm -hmm. you, yeah, I'm gonna go Scotland. Are going to Scotland this it's year? It's like you have a kilt made into a jacket on right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready, baby. <laughs> I need to get a pair of pants like this, and then I'm yeah, ready you're to go. Ready to rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god, the same pattern. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. like a little chapeau as well. Just do a onesie. That's hat, by the way. Just yeah, do yeah. a onesie, a full onesie, and a fanny pack that screams tourist. Right oh, there. exactly. Like Scottish tourist. Exactly. Sure. What like so what? Yeah, Scotland. Like um. You said you you've you've had some experience. You st you haven't fished there yet, right? No, just fished with a lot of Scott. And yeah, you know people. some people there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, what's the deal in Scotland? I know you have to like it's private water, right? So you need to yeah you need to pay to fish. Yeah, as far as I know, it, most of Europe would be like that. So rivers yeah. or lakes? What are you thinking? River, I think. I mean, I would just love to go and get an Atlantic salmon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> like catch one? Or yeah. Buy one in the store? Yeah. Well, whatever. Maybe we'll see what happens first. But yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I need to meet. Like, do you meet someone there and then you go? Like, how does it work? Yeah, like I, I so I mean, a guy I'd connect with, Dave Downey. Have you ever heard? Of, uh, so Dave Downey runs a. If you do fly tying, his materials are phenomenal. Um, but uh, he's out of Glasgow, so I'm not. So he would be more of your lake and river guy. But I'm mm -hmm. sure he could connect you with who you need to over there. Uh, I would recommend if you get a lake, go in the Lake of Manteith with one of those guys. Uh, does Dave Danny like have a shop or something in Glasgow? Like, does he? He's no, he sells materials just okay. online. Yeah, but uh, he's a like world level competitive angler. But his yeah. materials are quite famous through like not Scotland but the rest of the world as mm -hmm. well. You can get them here as well. I'll check them out. But he's, I think it's like 
uh, he does a pretty he does a lot of guiding, a lot of trips with a lot of. It would probably be sweet trippers. to go with a guide. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think or so. Or at least connect with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for well, some like, reason. what the hell would I do? I'd show up to the river and be like, I guess I don't know what to do. Probably <laughs> spend a bunch of money to get to the river. Especially if you're going for Atlantic salmon, right? Especially yeah, for Atlantic yeah, salmon. Yeah. Like their famous lake over there is called Lake Amantith. Like, okay, so that's the deal. And what's the deal with that lake? What's it's it? like, like I think that's where brown trout come from. <laughs> I believe, like honestly, like that's so, yeah. awesome. There's like a there's German brown trout and Scottish brown trout. Yeah. And, and, I don't know. So you just go and you just lake fish brown trout. Yeah, they the have, original they have, and OG. and rainbows, yeah, but and rainbows guys, and mutant size, right? They, but it's a huge. Mitch loves over, rainbows. This is his favorite fish. They call them locks over there, but that's their. Yeah, but I, I yeah, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah, that sounds pretty I good. Believe <laughs> if you if you call Dave, I believe it's and it's like a half an hour from the airport and Gal- Gal- something crazy like that. I'm getting it, but uh, that's perfect because that's where I'm going. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and that guy like he's, he's won something called the Brown Bowl, which is like the lock style championship over in Europe. That guy just just sit with him, and you'll probably be addicted to lock style fishing. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. See, I have it in my head. I go to Scotland and fish rivers for Atlantics. I do some classic like but he the. Could hook you up with, he could hook you up with rivers too, but I would just go for br- like wild browns too. I know that sounds amazing. I didn't the origi- even think of that. The original wild brown. That sounds yeah. so yeah. cool. You and can go northern and like for the smaller lakes with all the wild browns yeah. up there. Like, oh, there's boy. all kinds of. Crazy that sounds fish. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as a background, uh, Mitch's girlfriend Steph mm-hmm. is over in Scotland for a year mm-hmm. studying. Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I'll come visit. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go visit. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah, fish Browns yeah. now. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds kick-ass. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's another guy named Michael Lowe, who a ferio fly. I don't know if you've heard of that. That's a pretty popular. Oh yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Actually. So I don't know if he guides, but he he's he was in the call. He's uh, ferio is like a. It's like how the French uh, called brown trout, right? Like, is it? Is it? I, yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, the other like name in makes sense. I heard that a lot from. There you go. That's cool. But, but Dave Downey, I would definitely yeah. hook up with him. Even just for some of his materials. For not, oh, like the, like, it, for any fly, like his marabou, like. It's amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Sweet. Cool. Uh, well, we're getting it to be tying season. Yeah. So. <laughs> so get his white, it's called Stillwater Blue. It's white, but it turns UV in the water and every tried to replicate it. It's, it's, what? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What? That's yeah. insane. Like, I don't, I wouldn't use any other marabou for my white marabou makes yeah. a difference yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. you can get all stuff online oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I still even fly mart in carry some in canada has it but you can like i just order it from him that's cool i still have the fly you tied on oh yeah <laughs> what is it it's, it's just like i don't am i allowed to say what it is sure i don't even oh know is it like a secret fly I don't know. No, I mean, well, let's just say there was. Let's just say there was that white marabou on it, and yeah. I have like done my hardest not to lose that. Fly. <laughs> 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 awesome, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's, it's an awesome good. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good yeah. fly. That's I cool. have yeah. a, another questions about uh, well, f- the competition again. All sorry right. to bring back, but oh, it's okay. It's, I, I, this I, is yeah. this is our yeah, first is competitive angler right? guest yeah. ever. So, because I work yeah. a lot with with Rob and, and Chris these days, and obviously that's all they talk about. Okay. And or a lot. They talk yeah, about yeah. A lot. And then they say the Spanish and the French. Yep. They're the like they're and like the best. Yep, for like, sure. And then throw the checks in there too. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, but how come? What what do they do so right? Um it's a good question. So I think it's way a where they the type of water they have to fish. So really mm. thin water, really clear, really spooky fish. So they've really adapted to fishing far away from a river's mm, perspective. Okay. Fine and far off would be another way to think about it. Um, and you think of a lot of competitions, the harder they get, like, you know, think of fishing pressure, really mm-hmm. good anglers fishing it over. I think they've really, 
you know, continue to evolve, um, really hone abilities to put very, very small flies because in a competition you can't use split shot or anything like that. Okay. How do you get small flies, you know, at, to a fish from a very long distance? And I mean, they're, they're, they changed the rules because they were using like 40, 50 foot liters. Holy, if you think of that, right? On a river, right? So they Casting made it, that? They made it, they have to be twice the rod length and they've changed it. It has to be a fly line, but so it's point, I think, two, five, it has to be. So it's really thin, like a triple zero, I think okay. is what it is. Um, but then, you know, they find use thinner and thinner tippet. Like they'll use nothing, they think nothing of fishing 9X for most of like, you know, okay. the one. Wow. Um, and so again, it's thin, it's far away. And so, and their dry fly fishing is light years above anybody else. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. When I was looking at the, uh, you know, David Arcade came here last yeah. year and, yeah. and his dry fly technique with his leaders. It's ridiculous. Just, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. 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 The, the Spanish are the best in the world, like, you know, so like yeah. they'll, they'll skate a caddis upstream beside themselves. Like they, 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 they have techniques that they can do that. And, Jeez. but they're, they're good. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but again, it's distance. An ability to, uh, I guess that makes sense because I mean, mainland Europe is pretty busy, so those yep. rivers must yep. see a lot of pressure. So you got to become yep. really smart real fast. And then their country's competition fly fishing is really popular, mm. so in Spain, it just drives innovation, right? So, yeah, yeah, for, you, sure. You, for sure. Like, for sure. you know, if you're fishing 50 competitions a year and it's that hard to make your team, um, yeah. they just get better and better and better, and then things just kind of kind of come out of your style of fishing. I think what's interesting they do is they fish like golf clubs. So um, they have a dry fly rod and a nymphing rod, and okay. they'll have that one stuffed in the front of their waders, and then they'll they'll switch. They don't really do as much of what people like dry dropper. Like their theory is more you'll do it, but more fish a dry fly properly, fish a nymph properly. Right. They go through first with a dry fly, It's not, and then fish it right after with a nymph. So, mm. But they can do that just like... Seamlessly up a river. So if you start doing that really, really well, your catch rate goes up. Right. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Where do you think, like, can't, like you were saying, like, you know, competitive angling is very popular in Spain, very popular in France. Uh, where do you think Canada sits, like? Pretty low. Pretty uh, low? Like, yeah. it's getting really popular in the U.S. Okay, like they're, yeah. They're really coming up. Uh, very popular in the U.K., um, but you know, I would say it's growing in, yeah. for sure in pockets, very popular in BC, right. I think Todd Oshie out there, who's really done a lot. Uh, and then I would say like actually in the Ottawa area and here, I was going to uh, say like, yeah, I remember Ottawa. The first, a little bit in Alberta. Yeah. yeah. I would say the first, the first, my first, like I never competed, but my first, uh, oh, I was working Green Drake during, at, uh, you know, during high school and, and Green Drake sponsored the, the youth team mm-hmm. one year. And that was like my first time. That's how I heard that was about my it first too. introduction really? to Kip. I was like, I didn't yeah. even know this was a thing. Yeah, and, me neither. And that's when I think that's when I met Colin. I don't know if he remembers, but he yeah, was quite like, young, like thirteen-year-old Colin. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and and some other guys. And um, yep, it's pretty popular out in like Ottawa oh. would be a uh, one of the founding areas for sure. Oh, like crazy! Oh, out there, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so it's weird, like how angling, yeah. how does that happen? You know, it's so random. Yeah, seemingly. Yeah. Because it it's like you don't think necessarily about Ottawa. I think it's more the individuals that kind of got together and got yeah, in. Yeah, because it's got like made an impact. Evo's out there and call Colin, right? Evo's still in Ottawa, yeah, right? That's right. And Donald yeah. Tom, who's one of our coaches yes, out of course, there, and he was yeah, a silver yeah. medalist at the Worlds way back in the day. Oh, and, crazy. And John Bevan, who's now out in out uh, west, but he was in the Ottawa area. And yeah, those Randy guys were Taylor. all they were all, And they'd all fish uh, Canucks. Just like me and you, you Mitch. Know, yeah. Stuff like that. And Quebec has really good lake fishing. So yeah. A lot of Quebec's great. Oh, my God. The Canuck is great. Yeah. 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 So we have the lake championships coming up. Right. You've got the yep. how many yeah, how many championships currently are you involved in, let's say per year? 
Not like, so I do a nationals, maybe one or two rivers and maybe one or two lakes. So okay. and then a international, so not too many. Yeah. It's uh, trying to stay married, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife True. is really good for supporting it, but uh, making sure I uh, keep it in within reason. But yeah. So you're doing a tournament in Canock? Yeah. So oh, they have uh, a tournament called the Mark Anderson as a fellow who passed away, who was actually a writer for uh, Ontario Outdoors. Yeah. Um, and they've had that going on for about, I want to say five years. I might be getting it wrong. And it's actually become one of the premier lake competitions in Canada for sure. And then the other one would be the uh, North American lock style out in BC. But this, cool. uh, we'll go back to the points. This ranks as our top lake competition. So ah. it's, so it's uh, two, three days. Uh, and it's teams this year. It was teams of two. Colin and I fished it together last year. Nice. And now it's teams of four. So hmm. there's some nice lakes in there. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, and Montebello too, and Tremblant as well. Like yeah. yeah. When you're in Ottawa, you can just like there's a, there's a lot of places you could go. It's a bit of a drive. Just not in Ottawa. Just yet. not in Ottawa. Really drive, <laughs> it's funny. Much. It's funny. Unless that, you want like, bass and musky. Yeah. <laughs> kind of came in in Ottawa, but it's really not like a trout. That's right. The destination or then, region yeah. known for that. And then BC is really popular. Like I would say the most popular. They do. OPC, you could do 10, 15, 20 competitions a year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. They just have more opportunity. A lot of guys go and fish the States too, but I do a lot of practicing. And just like yeah. we said earlier too, in BC, you can do it basically year long. Yep. Like here we have a season. Like yeah. In Quebec, by September 15, you can't fish for trout anymore. Right. For us, it's ending next weekend. So like in, B in BC, you can yeah. just like keep mm -hmm. going. Yeah. 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 That's right. Um. You said you had to be gone by 7.30? Yeah. Yeah. So we got 15 minutes left. Mitchie's Fishy? I think it's Mitchie's Fishy. So okay. Mitch does a, a, f a five question. Hard hitting five questions. Buzzer oh, beater. Right. Oh, buzzer beater. Yeah. yeah. Time, buzzer beater. Yeah. Based. Okay. Well, I think I'm off. Not of, no, no. Actually. Off, no, no. You can no. take as long as you want. Okay. I but just, you only have they're just, <laughs> basically the segment, they're just questions. So it's not really different from the show. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> we gave it a name. Mitchie's okay. Fishy. It kind of okay. rhymes. It's pretty right. stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of just think of them off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's Red no preparation Chronicles. involved. Right. It just wraps up the hit show me. really nice. Okay. Yeah, hit yeah. Me. These segments, you know, they're All right. like we really hard hitting questions. Hard hitting questions. Uh, okay. I got one for you right off the top. Here we go. Mitchie's Fishy One. What is your favorite fish? And we've been uh, we've asked that question a bunch of times to various people. And we all answer at one point. It, it, it interpret it how you like to Probably catch, a... to look at, whatever. Brown trout. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Why? Oh, is a why to this question? I gotta have a why. Uh, they, I find them a little more technical to catch. I mean, I thought like they're overly. I mean, I think they have an IQ of three or something like that. And a budgie's got an IQ of five, so I'm not. Oh no way, budgie! Uh, just so you know, budgies are smarter than browns. Everything. My whole world than a fish right shattering. <laughs> like that microphone might be given. Yeah. Um, but I think they're a little bit more challenging to catch, and so I actually just and I uh, find them kind of fun to fish for just what they're feeding styles and stuff like that. But I'm pretty open opportunist for trout. But trout fishing, if I just said, would be my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like the technical stuff of a brown. Yeah, the more technical, the better. Yeah. The tougher, the better. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of answered this before, but I, I, I dig a little deeper on this one. Right. Why why is it that you competitive fly fish? Um, yeah, I said that, like, the camaraderie for sure, but competitive by nature, like we're playing hockey and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually, I, I think it just, takes you to great places. It's fun mm -hmm. being on a team. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually like, uh, to me, it's a, like it's not for everybody, but I like kind of the pressure of the situation to be yeah. put in a situation where you're not fishing at the optimal time, usually like the worst time. Um, it's not the best 
place to be fishing and can you actually figure out a way to catch a fish here? So I like that kind of challenge. And you're fishing behind like really, you know, um, oh my God, really good anglers, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It like, is kind of an interesting like thing yeah. that it adds to fly fishing, you know, like having, giving it sort of a different purpose, like totally makes sense in relation to other sports. It's like, of course, camaraderie, give it a little bit of pressure. It's kind of fun. And the fact that you get to travel over the world, like free, yeah, that's fun. That's super cool. Yeah. New Zealand, Tasmania. Yeah. 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 And it is interesting to go and fish at those, some of the worst times, right? In the worst yeah. spots, yeah. right? Like it's just a whole different mindset. You'd never do that, right? So yeah. Like, and you start to learn, like you just get, it makes you a bit, and then your fishing you pre- becomes more, your, your, your recreational fishing becomes more fun. Yeah. And, and, and I like just kind of, I'm a continuous learning kind of guy. So always trying to get better, better. And that's a good way to challenge myself to get better. Absolutely. Just getting complacent doing this, like, you know, figuring out a way to catch fish and doing that every season all the time, right? So. Mm-hmm. And I bet it leads to some pretty cool stories and memories, too. Oh, for sure. What's and your, you meet people uh, all over the world, right? So You meet people, too, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mitchie's Fishies 3, then, for you. What's your favorite memory slash story, um, competitive angling-wise? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... I told you, like, the favorite moment would be for sure winning the gold medal. That was fun. Uh, I think, like, if you think of, hmm, it's a good question. I like the, um, we got to fish in the south of England, Devon, uh, and it was for wild brown trout on a stretch of river that was Prince Charles's private water, which wasn't really, it sounds really hoity-toity, but it wasn't <laughs> that big to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was really neat that, um, I still remember, you, had to, you couldn't get off your hands and knees. If you did, if you stood up, even on your knees, the brown trout was going to gone right yeah, so yeah, yeah. um so he's like you know make like a rock and so i spent three hours crawling up a river on my hands and knees but they, they had uh they their i can't remember their name of their is it sky tv or something like that yeah. they had somebody from one of those uh so behind me is hovering as a drone and i kept i just remember looking back going i'm on my hands and knees here and you got like this <laughs> giant drone <laughs> flying behind me so yeah, I got him to move it back, the but they sent me some really cool footage. They they, they moved cool. it up. So it was kind of a neat one, too. And I ended up, I think, got second in that session with, like, maybe 11 or something like that. Oh, uh, cool. But it was kind of neat. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of neat to be in that environment. You, you stopped and think, geez, I'm in a stretch of river that probably nobody gets to fish. Yeah. And it was kind of just a unique environment. That's cool. So, so that's awesome. your favorite memory from? That's what I've got. Quite a few. Well, because you mentioned you, of, yeah. you met your wife through competitive fly fishing. Uh, well, no, she like, she I knew her before. Okay, uh, but okay. Uh, she's uh, yeah, no, she she had, she never did another competition again. She respects <laughs> how hard and tiring it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, she does love fly fishing, and yeah. she's fantastic That's cool. with it yeah, for sure. And probably would have been a and the chili is <laughs> awesome. That's right, her chili. Yeah, the chili was great. Yeah. 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 Man, that's cool. Like, literally gets mad at me if I don't, like, no, it's homemade chili. Like, I was going to get these guys cans of chili. No, yeah. no. Not happening. Oh, so not good. happening. That's the best. That's it was perfect. Uh, Even though it was a warm day, it was still, like, yeah. Know, it was still spring. So chili is like, good. Yeah. Fishing time. Is good anytime. Yeah. Especially fishing, you know. It's a yeah. good fishing food. Fish and chili. Yeah. Fish and chili, man. <laughs> that's happening this fall, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. What, uh, okay, Mitch's Fishy 4. Here we go. What, in, where in the world, if you could go anywhere, and maybe you've been there already, right? Where'd you go? What's your favorite place to go? I haven't been there, but I pick New Zealand. Oh. Yeah, for New sure. Zealand. Yeah, yeah nice. for sure. Uh, I, especially in some of those, you know, walk. You know, try to spot a fish, try to catch it. Just, uh, I mean, I think that's why everybody likes New Zealand, and but that would be pretty fun. And I've never done that before. I fished Australia, but not New Zealand. Yeah, it looks insane. Yeah, like it, fish it Australia. Looks insane. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? Fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Was that like, was that trout or? or? That's for trout, just for yeah. my own. Uh, cool. Like where in Australia? Yeah, because you always uh, think just outside Melbourne, so nothing oh, okay. like oh, okay. the, like like this crazy. Uh, but it, crazy enough that yeah, things always want to to me always want to kill me in Australia. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, like so it's tr- I asked a bunch of Aussies at the latest Commonwealth. This is true because the guys like don't stand in the river, like move yeah. because the snakes think you're a tree and they'll swim across and try to climb you. Mm. And that just freaked me out the whole time, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah, like would... fishing, waving my arms and looking behind me. And he's like, I'll drop you out here. You'll be fine. I'm like looking around, you know, then you're when you're by yourself. You're like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> the fishing was good. Like, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And so, was there any... I imagine. Sea crocodile too in uh, in around in Melbourne. my mind in my mind there was <laughs> yeah. I, I hope not uh, but I Ready had like to attack you yeah. have that moment you're like I am in some river in rural yeah. Australia yeah, and I just feel anymore. like something's gonna kill me yeah. Yeah. it's probably yeah. just me being a Canadian but yeah. Uh, yeah. amazing yeah so um, okay Mitchie's fifth and final f- question of Mitchie's fishies five um, so what is it about guiding that you like best. Oh, for sure. When you see somebody catch a fish, they they didn't think they could catch or just the joy of somebody catching a fish, like whether it be the first one or one they, um, just seeing them, like the joy, I much rather somebody else catch a fish than myself. I have no trouble, um, standing there and watching somebody fish all day. So 100%. The second piece, I make it a two part would be, you know, teaching somebody something they didn't know Mm -hmm. and then watching them you know, have success with it and you know they're taking that away with them. So I, I am way more about the education piece and uh, on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But the joy of somebody, it, the excitement, it never gets old, right? Yeah. Ever, right? Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. No, Ian, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Well, I think it was fantastic. Is there awesome. anything you want to leave with anybody? Like, uh, how can people reach out to you if they want to? Yeah, so the website, oldschoolintothebacking.com. I just discovered Instagram. so That's I'll, a great URL. Yeah, yeah. Intothebacking.com? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it's been around for a long time. But yeah. like, I've been told I'm dated because I have a website. But, uh, <laughs> cool. No, no, no. no. Uh, you, need, you still need it. Yeah, you can connect with page. me through the website. Yeah. And then, uh, as I said, I discovered Instagram. So maybe I'll post some things on there. Oh, heck so. yeah. What is your Instagram? I was trying to find it. Yeah, we were trying to find... I don't even know. I I think I am Troop because my middle name is Martin. So try I am Troop because that's how you you can get a hold of me on my email at imtroop at gmail.com as well. So I might have just been as clever as using that on Instagram. Okay. And there's not even a picture yet on Instagram. Like I'm just (laughs) following people with like a gray ghosted or something like that. Amazing. It's coming. It's coming. Well, we'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes so people can find you too. And. Um, second part, if people want to get involved or get it, like get into competitive fly fishing, can they reach out to you? For or? sure. Yeah. I would say like never hesitate to reach out to okay, me sweet. as well. Awesome. And if, you know, and, uh, being, uh, I'm always willing to meet somebody somewhere, talk about it and I wouldn't overthink it. Just, you know, tell people how to get into it, give it a go and yeah. meet with some people. Uh, there's a fellow who does really, really well now. He booked me for three days and just said, Teach me to nymph fish. I don't care if we catch fish. Teach me everything. Like yeah. I'm like I, I think I'm downloading a day and we'll be done. <laughs> and he was like, no, just keep going and going. And then he practiced, 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 and yeah. did really well. And yeah, that's par- awesome. Par- actually, a parting pescatory question yeah. here. Okay. Um, what do you think? Uh, Good alliteration. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you said the popularity is kind of growing. Where do you think you we need to like? What's a healthy direction for competitive angling in youth, Canada? Where we're weak is the youth teams, okay. right? So you see a lot of like we we just got to do a better job of like, they're there, they're engaged, but yep. giving them a better conduit of mm-hmm. having youth competitions and right. getting back to the you know what you guys were talking about. You met Colin, the youth team. I think there's a lot more investment in the youth team there. So oh, okay. I know fly fishing Canada is all over that, but like anything. 
I think we looked around and go, okay, it's a bunch of old guys mm. uh, and more women too, right? right so yeah. you see that where you talked about before, you have the ladies, Scottish ladies. I mean, it's the equal sport of all time. Yep. There's absolutely no difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, women can easily outfish men all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so just getting, giving them more opportunity to want, if they want to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to do it. So I think it's the more we have those local small competitions, the more we do it. I think people just have fun and they realize... Uh, it's not, sometimes there's a negative aspect to it. I think it's just not knowing what it's all about, right? So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thanks like, like, Thanks again for coming. Yeah, this was thanks, great. Ian. That was uh, awesome. Was Hopefully you have me back sometime. This was great. Oh, oh hell yeah. It was great. Hell yeah. And, uh, it was great I mean, to talk about competitive angling because I didn't know anything Exactly. Like yeah. I don't, I, I hear it from Chris, but it's cool to hear it from, um, from yeah. you, Ian. And, and, I'll, and even like, I'll go back to last spring. Like, thank that was an awesome day on the river. It was like we'll have to get a fall trip. Out. Yeah, I definitely. Called the drift yeah, with drift. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It was it was. And a Mitch, lot. what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've actually never been on a drift boat, so I'm kind of excited about that. There but you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian's an awesome roar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a, a an all around good day. I only wow. see them. And yeah. So fly. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, that's that's it for me, Aldo. Uh, as always, you can find us at the SoFly Crew on Instagram. You can find us uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or um, guest suggestions. We've been actually getting a couple of those, which is awesome. Uh, we're the SoFly Crew at gmail.com. You can find us at SoFly.ca. All our videos and uh, past podcasts. Uh, but again, this is Aldo signing off. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and that's it for me, Mitch Gab. Hey, thanks everyone. And again, thanks, Ian. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for listening. Peace.